0: the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting. Alive with fur and feather as Elm in apparition. We left the moon suspended and left back onto the ground. Welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast. This is episode 15. And I just want to take a moment at the start here to acknowledge country, to acknowledge Kirilpa where we sit tonight recording, where we're blessed enough to sit and talk to you in Minjin, just across the river Miwa, where the beautiful spirits of Kirilpa welcome me every morning, where I speak to the river each day and give it my thanks and my love as it winds its way through our at this moment, very smoky city. I want to acknowledge all those that are still fighting, fighting for the rights of their own people, also of the country, of the land itself, its animals, and all of its spirits, the ancestors here now and those emerging, and our incredible youth. Ashe.
1: How are you going?
0: I'm good, Dylan. How are you?
1: I feel really good. Y- I feel really you good. You look
0: good. Oh,
1: you look good. Oh. I've, I've had some giggles and stuff. Some... We've,
0: uh, we've had an attack of the giggles. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> well, totally we came on. Did. Told some dirty stories.
1: Yep. I <laughs> listened to Brodie-Ann be <laughs> real Australian.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm real Australian. What are you talking about? <laughs> I used to get so much shit when I was younger because I didn't have a really thick Australian accent. Yeah. And it was very English.
1: I listened to a recording. Uh, so th- there's a recording of me. One day I might put it out there because it's really funny <laughs> of when I was in year twelve. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> I was in Brisbane for a. Um, it was during. It was a. I think it was on Valentine's Day, but it was like a. It was a sit-in in New Farm Park in Brisbane. I was in year twelve. It was organized by this, um, by this queer group that was in Toowoomba, i think it was called silver wheat and they had this chapter for the youth and they used to ferry us down here into brisbane for like youth queer dance parties it was actually really fucking neat that's awesome um but i remember it so well and this guy was going around um interviewing different people of different ages and backgrounds um and he wanted to interview me because i was from Toowoomba and i was (laughs) willing um about what i thought about the um age of um Anal sex being different to the age of va- vaginal sex in terms of legal, ah, because okay. I think it's different now because yep. there was pushing to change it. But um, the age of anal, the age to consent legally to anal sex is, was at the time eighteen mm. and sixteen for like vaginal sex. Or
0: what was that hand gesture you just made when you said vaginal? Like,
1: <laughs> vaginal. <laughs> P-
0: Do you know how they work? P to V. <laughs> To that's Okay, okay. No, it's beautiful. I love I'm also it. really gay. <laughs> I just loved it.
1: <laughs> that
0: was a very flat well, vagina you just <laughs> I, was
1: like, I wish you could hmm. see what I did. I-
0: <laughs> it was beautiful, darling. I'm, I'm sorry. such a
1: homosexual. Um but but <laughs> But I was also, you know, yeah. fuck it. I was just gay. Um, and uh, I listened back to it and it was and it was so funny because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Toowoomba. And, Aww, and it's baby. so cute. And I played it for one of my, like, ex-boyfriends and he was, like, pissing himself because Aww. I sound very different. Yeah. And um, it's because I'm also kind of like a subconscious um, uh, accent mimic like when I'm in yes. after a while of being in the states like my voice will just change also so I can be understood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mean to do my it. Accent. I love
0: people who who can live in a country for years and yeah. hold their accent. Yeah, but I'm just not one of them. Like no, I, I can't think do it's it. part of I don't know whether it's the singing thing, whether it's the it could acting be the melodic thing, it's thing, yeah. the mimicking. Mm. I love it. I love accents, mm. but yeah, I don't mean to do that. My my dad was from is from Liverpool and. He I grew up with really mm. thick accents mm. Around me all the time And You know Reading books and things That mm. just I don't know how to Had, had I was not posh I was poor Yeah right? But we sounded posh mm. Didn't mean to So it slagged a lot They do that in Australia Yeah We la- <laughs> Tall poppy syndrome Isn't that what they call it?
1: That's it Tall poppy syndrome Yeah You think you're better it. than us Yeah mate Yeah I'm gonna fucking cut your
0: head off Whatever Dickhead
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> For those listening from other countries,
0: <laughs> we apologise to your eardrums.
1: <laughs> Sorry that we swear a lot. I remember I was being um, interviewed uh, by Devin Hunter on his um, podcast like years ago, maybe back in like 2012, and um, he gave, he kind of he made he made a war- he created a warning. the several because I came <laughs> on several times, and he was like, "So get back on, and just you know remember what that means. he's Australian." <laughs>
0: We're because we swear we go.
1: so much more than them yeah and we say words that they wouldn't dare to say I, like just casually yes like the I word a like lot. the word cunt which to you and i is just super easy to say yeah, because we're like it's just a word it <laughs> refers to female genitalia but to a lot of people it's like oh it's this really, really serious derogatory word it's like there's a mm. the way
0: that it sounds in australian though that it's it doesn't sound as bad. I don't know. To other people, it does.
1: I really, look, I really like saying it just kind of like casually because I like, pe- like, well, number one, I want people to feel the discomfort and think about why they're being yes. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, because I went through that as a teenager because I grew up with all these people calling each other cunts. And I remember being like, oh, that feels so weird. And yeah. like, it, it's, it's so like, like, like back then, like as a 16 why is it year bothering old, me? like, I was like, that's it's so gross the way they're saying it to each other. And then I met this, um, in high school, I met in the same silver wheat kind, I think it was called silver wheat, this queer group, queer coffee. We, We used to go every week to this queer coffee house. And, um, and this woman, this dyke, would sit me down and be like, now I need you to be able to say the word. <laughs> and so she would be... So she, she coached you. She coached me. She literally one night, we would dr- she wouldn't drop me home until Absolutely. I could say it. And <gasps> we were driving and, she, and she'd be like, now say it. <laughs> <laughs> and she would do that. And I would just be laughing. And then I said it and I was like, oh, oh. Uh. And she's like, it's just a word and then i and then it she helped me so much yes and um but you know i i share that story because like we all start somewhere and i didn't really even know that it referred Who to female was genitalia in
0: america that said that oh samantha b i i really love her oh yeah, she yes she called Ivana trump is it Ivana Ivanka? i don't know oh fucking i don't that know that fucking bitch A feckless cunt. Oh, feckless cunt! It was so well delivered. It was beautiful. (laughs) I think because she'd done something really stupid and fucking insensitive. Like the the day that children were dying at the border, she posted a photo with her and her kids, like merrily shopping. Oh, I just love my family. Anyway, it was it was well deserved. But uh, the reaction to people. But she's Canadian. American and mm. I don't know. It just the way she said it, yeah. she's like, "It's not. It's not like that."
1: Also, now no one will be able to stream our podcast in <laughs> the United
0: States. <laughs> oh no! No, that's
1: not actually true. Okay, do like, <laughs> <But, laughs> I don't believe everything but, that you tell me. But they're puritanical enough up there that that well, could be maybe true. in
0: the in the middle. Yeah, in, in little bits. But so
1: maybe- we thought we'd actually um, do a um, do a whole piece on initiation because it's something that comes up a lot like people always ask me about it and it's as as it's a core part of 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 my witchcraft of of the mysticism that i'm embedded in um you know i think it's sometimes important to speak openly about Mm. it because there are many forms of it yes um and you and i had been discussing while i was in crystal earth with you while you were while you were um just beginning to close up we were discussing how you are definitely in An initiation.
0: But how it's so different. So I'm. Well, is it? Well, it is. This is is what we're going to talk about. Look at that segue. It is different. So I'm not initiated into any particular Mm -hmm. tradition uh, or a member of any Mm -hmm. uh, organised coven. I would love to think, and I I believe I am a a beloved of some and and Mm -hmm. a a working member of some, but I've always been solitary. And so my initiations um, up until recently, but that... um, have all been self-initiations or have been initiations from spirit. Yes. And I would but like this to is speak th- about yeah, yeah, uh, coming, coming into it. So I am very excited mm. to, to experience initiation mm. within a more formalized way. Mm. But for me, it's, it had a very different experience coming into it. So I would love to hear more about how... It happens, mm. um, how you, because faci- you just said you facilitated some as well. Oh, well yeah. I mean, you do all the time, but just quite recently. Yeah. Um, and how that
1: works. Sure. What I, what I want to say as well, though, is that no initiation is actual or complete, in my opinion. And, and so many elders of the craft will say this of various lineages, of various traditions, unless the initiation has happened properly, by which we all mean. The mysteries have initiated you, the spirits mm-hmm. have initiated you. Mm-hmm. Because what what the training in a lineage or a coven or an order or a tradition is hoping to do is get that to happen. Is
0: to introduce that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so and you know, certainly there are other parts which I can discuss in, in this podcast that are slightly distinct, and every tradition will have its own contacts or own covenants with certain spirits that will be will be passed and kind of like revealed at initiation. Yes. So that is that is specific, yeah. but that doesn't mean that that doesn't happen to a solitary witch. No, you know, no. because because certainly before I was initiated into formal traditions, of that would was have, happening.
0: Of course, yeah,
1: and they were that that they often felt just as potent, if not more. So that's that's the other thing to take into account. And I want, like, I've always been really, like, enthusiastic about that point because that mm. people need to know that. Yes. Because it will not make you a witch to be initiated into a coven. Covens are looking for witches. Yeah. Um, like, so many times I've talked to different people and, and we've often just said the same thing in different words, that we are, we're not trying to make you into a witch we're like oh you're a witch okay so you want to learn the the skills of a witch and so yeah and so we'll train you in those skills because Mm. sometimes it's just like raw material right there may be a lot of power potency proclivity predisposition but a great teacher or mentor or coven and all those spirits who are there contacted can help mold Mm. and sometimes as well the beauty of a coven work or having a formal human mentor and teacher is that you can have someone to bounce ideas off and you have you're touching something that has been that is lived human experience outside of yourself yeah so that is that is both kind of a blessing and a bane as well um so We got to this because, uh, yesterday I had, I was flipping tires uh, again. Why? (laughs) Because my personal trainer told me to, um, and (laughs) I hadn't flipped a tire for 11 weeks. Um, and so, (laughs) so it was like, uh, not, it was, I didn't do it right. And so for the rest of the training session, I was just kind of like hobbling around, um, like don't really sore, really sore, and then we did some bench presses. But then my my PT was like, like the guy leading us through was like, actually took pity on me and realized I was in pain because I was like, oh, I am in a bit of pain. <laughs> and so he's like, well, so for the rest of this, you're just going to stretch, do some supine twists, etc. So I was doing this, and this other PT comes up to me, and I'd seen her around the place, and she'd seen me in Eclectica, yeah. And she um kind of knelt down beside me while I was doing my supine twists, and she's like, I don't want to like interrupt, but I just want to um. Ask you about Wicca. And so I, so straight away, because I'm used to this mm. all the time, straight away I said, Oh, Wicca, do you mean witchcraft? And she was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Like, I've heard you're a high priest of Wicca. And so straight away, because a lot of people have assumed that of me because they don't really know what that means. No. So I say, Actually, no, I'm not. Um, that is a thing. And that is a specific, like, English, British, um, uh, form of witchcraft, mm. and it's one form, and I am in other forms. So, so I usually say that, and then I say very specifically, I am not in a, Wic- a Wiccan tradition. So, so they just, so they go, oh, so the, so the, so the um, the understanding that Wicca is a tradition inside of witchcraft. Yes. And then because usually it clicks. And then what I said to her, because I knew that she knew about like westernized forms of yoga. So I said, you know how in yoga there are many lineages? And she went, yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's like witchcraft. Yeah. And, and she was like, oh. Um, and I actually use that more than I've heard some people say, oh, you know how in Christianity there are many denominations. And I actually don't oh, think that no. metaphor holds up. We, it's more like yoga and tantra. It, that's a
0: good one to use. I often use a tree. <laughs> yeah a tree with many branches with and roots yeah and, uh, i just in think shop because yeah. that is i mean it probably happens in in other uh, countries too mm. but it is one of the the first questions we get um when someone can work up the courage to come talk to us and ask yeah. that because it yeah. is you you would feel you feel silly
1: well and obviously there are very, there are obvious reasons why people conflate wicker and witchcraft and to be clear, like the, the,
0: the It's the only commercialised form of, of witchcraft that we really got to know here in Australia Where I mean for the last in popular
1: culture. In popular culture. But even those even those forms, like it, it can be argued that the popular forms of Wicca they're not even Wicca. No, not So at all. so it's all <laughs> it's all a bit confused and in the U.S., with the advent of Scott Cunningham's work, which was not traditional wicker, though he had been involved in one stream of it, um, he his work like allowed like a framework for a bunch of people to start to practice something. Mm. Um, and in in the states, people were using wicker as kind of a uh, a less um, polarizing word. Yes. Whereas in it's
0: one that a lot more people are comfortable with even here now
1: yes yeah. i agree but it's actually meant to be pronounced witcher yeah. <laughs> and 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 it's an old english word and out accent on top of it male witch and then the female the female version the female witch or the female sorcerer is witcher so that would look transliterated w-i-c-c-e e. but it's like so that's that's what that word means, but the like, you know, the word the, the modern day kind of like hard k' wicker, obviously that's referring to a very particular form of witchcraft. And it that is an initiatory form of witchcraft. I would argue that all witchcraft is initiatory because all witchcraft involves direct congress and intimacy with the spirits and the mysteries that initiate us, whether that's our ancestors, the elements, our god soul, our fetch. Um, uh, the earth Mm. we are being initiated Mm. and there are i feel my experience is that initiation is limitless and it just takes us deeper and deeper and deeper and that all my formal initiations at the hands of other humans has and in covens has have been like markers yeah and they've all been very powerful um and i'm as a as a i've been a public teacher of the craft since 2009 and i um i always like to be really transparent transparent and clear about what my initiations are mm-hmm. um so and I've I've written about it because I want people to know when they come to learn from me what I, what's going on, yep. and because some people are really vague and that's okay too, um, and so so I you know I'm an initiate of Wildwood Reclaiming and Anderson Ferry, and I am an initiate of another um, Welsh based uh, folkloric tradition, British tradition as well, um, and I teach in in reclaiming and Wildwood, and um, all of those initiations all have something in common in that the actual form of those initiations are still private so you know there are so many books out there that have published forms of like wiccan initiation supposedly and all these other forms of initiation Mm. um but even if this is the thing even if the actual script or outline of an initiation of any tradition was published which It really should never be because we all take oaths to not do that. (laughs) Um, Even if that happened, it still wouldn't be able to communicate the mystery. Mm -mm. Because they're they're just words. What's happening when someone's going through an initiation is that there is so much going on inside, Mm. outside, things that would never be written down, oral instruction, oral teaching... Um, certain names of spirits are revealed to you after having built you know years worth of relationships with their outer forms like it's pretty intense and then at su- at certain points like usually a current of power that has been accumulating from person to person to person to person, to person which is why we say lineage mm. is passed to you mm. like and that and that to me has always been probably the most humbling part is that I am linked in a in a spiral of with all these witches who received this breath with all these witches who received this power i am linked um powerfully and i have taken these oaths to 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 be of service to aid and defend my siblings and my brothers and sisters in the art and though there, there are there are um oaths and vows that many traditions share and sometimes the wording is very different um but the spirit is the same that we that we desire to be of service to our kin, and sometimes we mean all witches, mm. or sometimes we're very specific: those who have been in these rites, yep. those who know the names of these gods, and most most traditions will have um, families of spirits that are the spirits of the tradition. Yeah, and that's that's why um, I think that that form of like traditional. Um, Lineaged or coven-based um, initiation is powerful, but the other thing to remember is that not every tradition requires you to be in a coven to be initiated. Yes. So, for instance, in um, specifically, I'm thinking of both Wildwood and Anderson Fairy. Neither of those traditions require you to be in a coven to be initiated. Yeah. Um, so that that's really quite interesting to me. Whereas some other um, uh, whereas some other traditions are more coven-based, like Gardnerian witchcraft. Uh, or or gardenerian wicca um it is coven based yeah. like you are initiated by the um by a second or third degree by a high priest or a high priestess and it's and it's always contra gender using their terminology uh, because in their traditions they that's what they do so they, that in their in their concept they work with polarity so a man initiates a, a woman and a woman initiates a man that's just what they do it's not for me that's why i don't go through those rites um but I can respect their tradition, um, but they' there that is all coven based. Mm. So to be in to be in Gardnerian Wicca or Alexandrian Wicca, you you are in a coven. Yeah, yeah. You can I've heard practice um, alone, mm. but but really it's all very coven based. Coven based, yeah. And that's not true of every tradition. No. Yeah.
0: I think like yourself, that's why I probably haven't. I've never felt comfortable in that space either. Yeah. So I haven't found that.
1: We should get. We should get. I mean, I have a ton of friends who are gardenarians Alexandria, and Alexandrians, so we should definitely get someone um, on here. Oh, and, I can't and, wait. And Talk about what to they're willing, so what they're willing to share. Yeah, because um, it would be good to clear up some like kind of miscommunications and misnomers mm. um, between eclectic wicker and traditional wicker. Yes. for instance, I think that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And we still see that even with. Uh, people choosing uh what books to first learn from Mm. when they first come in they're first opening themselves up to witchcraft Mm. of of any form Mm. uh yet trying to to navigate that Mm. it's difficult especially here with um people who might just be being introduced to that idea um and even learning for the first time maybe even listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. now hearing some of those names for the first Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. some people might not have heard of of those different Mm -hmm. traditions so hopefully with this podcast we can talk more Mm -hmm. on those and hopefully get some beautiful people to share yeah totally what that like you said what they're willing to and able to share with us on on the podcast yeah, I think it's amazing. also
1: marvelous that at this time in Australia there are so many traditions working. Mm.
0: Was yeah, yeah.
1: It's, so there's opportunity, and there are also groups that are completely fucking hidden. Um, you know, so that's and also, prefer it that way, and prefer it that <laughs> way, and that's and that's great too. And there and then there are groups and that have... I love knowing that. Yeah, I love it's beautiful. I always
0: say to people who might be sort of coming in and toying with with uh, even just being in the shop, mm. right? Um, I lost what I was gonna say. I was just thinking about people who come in and get really nervous, <laughs> want to ask questions and don't know how to ask them. Um, yeah, no, it's gone.
1: Well, that's that's the interesting thing about the nervousness, right? Because mm. to m- many, so some traditions work in that if you ask for initiation, they'll kind of like almost like look yeah. at work, like they might kind of be like oh that's rude yeah but actually a lot of traditions require you ask and there's this whole thing about like courage and risk yes and like asking three times and there's whole kinds of unspoken things Mm. and um and things that are just that just feel right or traditional but like the like in for instance in the reclaiming tradition which is interesting in that it doesn't you don't require it doesn't require initiation to fully participate and yet is initiatory there is an initiation you have to ask and so to to ask you have to figure out who is an initiated person here because it's not always obvious not Mm -hmm. everyone will tell you some people are open about it because they want to um as one of my initiators says um demystify it yeah um but to still respect the inner mystery and so you have to figure out who am i going to ask and in that tradition we are uh, so collectivist in that tradition you can't just have one initiator you have to have at least two and preferably three i had four and then at my at my ritual mm. i had six because i had two guests and so i had six people initiate me as a reclaiming uh witch and priestess and that was profound i can't discuss anything that mm. happened in it mm. um, but i can but i can talk about like the three and a half years leading to it. And because this is simi- this is more similar in parallel with what I think you're going through. Mm. Because again, ideally what happens the moment you do dare to ask is that and someone says yes Mm -hmm. is that a contract is bound Mm -hmm. and then what that does is that wraps like a like a like a veil or like a it drops you a lot of us use the metaphor of the cauldron it drops you into the cauldron and everything gets louder more amplified Mm -hmm. more concentrated because it has something to hit off now it's not just so, in the same sense, if you are a solitary witch um, and you're not connected to a tradition or a coven, you can go to one of your familiar spirits, your ancestors, yes. your goddesses, and say and declare, yeah. I will, I am willing to do this thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. And if you get a yes, then it's going to happen the same way. Mm. And then there's those things where we're just dragged.
0: <laughs> well, that's it too. And I think. Um... I'm also wondering what can I say here? Mm, so we've exactly, gotten ourselves into it personal is personal for you. So I'm yes, having those conversations and that I think that was a, a major moment for me in my learning process as well, like understanding many years ago even learning what reclaiming was mm. and and knowing or realizing as a young person, how these this isn't just knowledge that um, well, I knew that it wasn't just written uh, knowledge. I knew that that a lot of the magic I was interested in was oral tradition, mm-hmm. and that um, a lot of those lines, those people, no longer existed, mm-hmm. or for me, in my mind, did not anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that those um, that that sacred knowledge, mm. that ancient knowledge, had been lost. Mm. And then that revelation when you begin to speak and work with spirit yes. and God and and the gods, and they actually go. Because they don't go you away. You need a middleman bitch. They don't go away. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. And we we the knowledge has gone nowhere. We exactly. have gone nowhere and exactly. we lead the way. We teach from here.
1: Because at some point all those lineages and it traditions so much sense when you, began with a witch. With a witch talking talking to a to fucking a f- god or a spirit. a spirit. Exactly.
0: Exactly right. Yeah. And when you, you you come back to that place and mm-hmm. you realize that there's nothing standing between mm. you and and the divine before because you are divine
1: exactly and
0: and And the knowledge flows from there
1: you don't need anyone no one needs anyone to hit them with a wand and be like thou art a witch and
0: (laughs) and i think a witch
1: is a witch is a witch people people do have that
0: um misunderstanding yeah yeah same with i think that's what i was going to say with people being nervous in the shop and and sort of asking well you know oh are there any covens in brisbane is there, is there, you know, mm. um, you know, even saying the word cover might be a bit much of it saying are there other witches, you know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if anyone else did this. Yeah. And I'm like, you would be shocked mm. if you knew how many people, mm. are practicing witches or pagans of some variety Yeah, or some in, kind of or, spirit, or some worker. spirit yeah. worker or yeah. healer yeah. in, in I, this country. I it's I remember, wild. I
1: know when I was, I was in Wellington last weekend teaching, um, uh, an, an intensive on witchcraft, and there were all kinds of witches there. There was a, a man there who had been in Maxine Sanders Coven in the seventies. Ah! There were there were some reclaiming witches. There were um, some Hermetic practitioners. It was it was wild. Um, and I remember saying someone someone said to me, "Oh, you're from Brisbane." I'm like, you know, there are a lot of witches in Brisbane. <laughs> and this person went to me. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. And yeah, it's I've true. I've heard that too from people It's overseas. true. There are a lot of witches in Brisbane. Mm. And I, I can't, couldn't tell you why. We don't...
0: We, we could, Maybe we'll, this podcast will find it out. <laughs> but
1: there are. And it's really... There really are. It's really fascinating to me. It's really fascinating I to
0: me. like to, to talk and and not even half-jokingly, call Brisbane and, and Australia the new, new world. Um, and I say, say that Say that again. The new, new world. Like, I... Oh, the new, new world. So, I'm a huge fan of New World Witchery,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the podcast, and... and ridiculous. I don't even want to imagine that they're listening to this. Listen to
1: our sh- podcast, sh- New World Corey Witchery. If had me talk
0: at all, I would just die. Um, Listen, Corey. No. Um, <laughs> And now it's so now I've blanked again.
1: <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> Brisbane and Australia as the, as, as the new, new world.
0: Yes, because of new world witchery. And I, I, I often talk about, because um, not many people know much about hoodoo or conjure hmm. here. Mm. And I, you know, would speak a little bit on or try and, and mm. introduce a little bit and explain that, that Brisbane is is perfect is is a perfect place to be mm. discovering and and working in in folk magic uh of our own mm. uh that, that we come to our own conclusion on because we have all of these incredible cultures mm-hmm. all of these uh, the the original as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. the Indeed. the framework the beautiful land and mm-hmm. then all of the incredible people here uh immigrants um i think we're, we're set perfectly mm. to expand in that way it it also happens in music here as well Mm. we are one of the the leading um cities in the world for it's true i've heard this too i've heard this true yeah i think it comes with the with the art it comes with the the yeah the the music here too
1: i think we can never underestimate the power of land and the all like like, if we consider like all land is sacred as we know, and if we consider every land is also kind of a distinctive signature, right so there's its so there's being. this this city has this river, this undulating serpentine river moving rippling, and we are so we are at the very edge of the ancient caldera of this you know ancient volcanic eruption that shaped the land south of us and and there's and also you know. However long ago that the islands of Aotearoa broke off broke from away. us and, you know, and so there's some ancient shit going on here. Yeah. And, and, and also then we have to like look at all the layers of the, um, the colonial history and mm. then immigration and then all the things that have happened here because that builds and moves and twists with it all. Um, and all the convicts, and then you know, because and and I went on this. Um, it was you who kind of got me onto it. But this, um, the Friends of South Brisbane Cemetery, yes. they run these amazing ghost walks mm-hmm. and also history walks. Yes, and it's all Two very
0: really incredible, fascinating. Brisbane historians do that talk yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Highly recommend it. That's a big plug. Don't go to Boggo Road. Don't deal with Jack Sim. There you go. I'm throwing that one down.
1: Ding ding ding. I'm
0: going to... T- no. No, I don't,
1: I don't think we can do I that. Pulled. don't think we can I'm do that. I'm just going to
0: say definitely check out Haunts of Brisbane. I yeah. think his name is Liam Baker if you yeah. want true paranormal I de- history of Brisbane. I, I
1: definitely agree that South... Friends of South Brisbane Cemetery, mm-hmm. I think they talk to that haunted... Brit. I think he's... Yeah, Liam comes yes. and does walks with them. They're, they're heartfelt, they're earnest, they're sincere. They do and they volunteer do work, really they clean work. up yeah, the, exactly, the cemetery, exactly. they
0: fundraise to replace headstones, yeah. all sorts of wonderful they're things. They're really caring, really uh, caring people. Yeah, whereas the other one isn't. <laughs> it's true, true story. Just makes up bullshit. Yep. Like, the one thing that I, I hate the most in <laughs> being in the paranormal, having one for the paranormal world yep. is that... We're all quacks and crazy people, and people like that make it worse because they sure. just make up stories and lie about yes. the actual history, the yes. factual history I, of Brisbane. Sure, change stories about yeah, people that, and make up
1: ghosts. Yes, that is to sell tickets. That that is that is unscrupulous. Yes. As one could say,
0: and we have a, like we are, we're also voted one of the most haunted cities in the world. So we're a river city. We're a new, like like New Orleans in a way. Our whole lives are based around the river. Yeah. And And humidity. The heat. We, like I said, I have like my southern garden here, Mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy um, weather. The other day when I was um, out having a magical day, magical walk, and Mm -hmm. and with some other witches, Mm -hmm. um, I think we, we had insane heat. Humidity, Like it was sticky, stinking still and hot and humid. And then there was lightning and thunder. Mm-hmm. And then there was rain. And then there was hail. Mm-hmm. Then there was fog. Mm-hmm. Then there was extreme heat again. And then it rained again in the afternoon. It was huge, like out of nowhere, you know, yeah. and fires and smoke at the same time coming mm. up um, the coast. Mm. It was such an insane day. Mm. And it's just like you're saying, there is a, an electricity
1: here. Mm. I agree. I, I feel it. I feel I feel it coming back definitely. I always feel this like, whoa, this is a very pregnant, potent place. Mm. Um, and, to, and to get us back to initiation, I think also <laughs> – <laughs> I think what my segue in my head was is that place initiates us. Yes. And that I often think about the places the that place. I've been initiated. Mm. Um, mm. That, you know, I've been initiated in um, – on Mount Kutha, I've been initiated um, in the Springbrook Plateau. I've been initiated in Bali. I've been initiated in Tasmania. I've been initiated in Glastonbury, and I've been initiated in um, San Francisco. And all of these um, places live in me. Yeah, you know, and that's also profound because it creates and catalyzes new, new lineages and um, of of one's own personal story. And some of us who have studied um, like the kind of extant literature on like Siberian um, shamanism. Uh, There are these kind of classical, archetypical um, initiatory journeys that a lot of spirit workers and shamanistic or healers or spirit workers or sorcerers that can be called shamanistic uh, go through and... And they're really classical in the sense that they're quite almost universal. There's always going to be, there's this thing like the healing crisis that breaks the person. Like perhaps they get very ill. They're, 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 and this happened to me when I was 13 years old. they covered in fevers. It could happen for weeks or months. It could happen just for two days. But it's really uncanny all of a sudden. And usually you are taken to the underworld. Mm. And you are and you are. Flayed and dismembered and torn apart by demons in the underworld, and then perhaps there are numinous powers. Maybe the king and queen of the underworld come to you, and they and they and they tell you things, and they put you back together in the forge, and they and then you're lifted up by the power of your ancestors. Then you go up the tree to the upper world, and power is poured into your body, and then you come back to Middle Earth, Middle World, and you are now you have to you have to wake up, you have to survive, you have to come back. Mm. And you are now the healer. You are now the shaman. You are now, you are now the two-handed witch. Whatever you are now the conjure woman. You are now the cunning person. And and these initiations in 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 these communities in these cultures they're not done from human to human. No, they just kind of happen. Yeah, and 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 they're not to be. They're not to be fetishized. They're not to be romanticized. All these wankers calling themselves shamans oh and, 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 and these thousand dollar courses oh that are not researched and not thorough and have nothing, no connection to culture and no connection to history and no connection to facts. It's like it's such it's it's so gross out there mm. and 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 you know these 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 ex, these misappropriated terms and dangerous and,
0: words, and disrespectful so
1: yeah exactly dangerous and disrespectful and not in the and and dangerous not in the way that we want it to be no. but da- dangerous in that it has no connection to the context no. like obviously initiation on its own is dangerous but in the sense that we mean it will it will catalyze growth it will be uncomfortable mm. it may take you into a place of overwhelm mm-hmm. and through that transmute you and forge you into something that cannot break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, die before you die and, and be reborn. And this, the mysteries initiates know each other regardless of what tradition we went through. We're like, oh, we've you, been there you, too. We, I see. Saw you on the way yeah, down. I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are marks, and sometimes yeah. we even talk about it in witchcraft. We talk about the the witch blood, or we talk about the mark, yeah, um, the, the mark of Cain, or or just the mark. And it's like, mm. oh, yep, I see it. I got you. Yeah, I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh, you have got fire in the head. You have got honey in your tongue. You've got, you know, you've you've got you've got it. Yeah, you've got the tongue that cannot lie. You've been to you've been to elfland. You've come <laughs> back. Like these things are very real, and um, that's the other thing. And so, we do
0: recognize them yep. in each other. Yeah,
1: and that's why you know, like that so many of my friends are not like are, are, are genuine initiates, but they haven't been through um, traditional lineages, Mm-mm. but they've been through the most traditional initiation. Yeah. It, and that's the thing. To me, a lineage, a tradition is nothing if it cannot through its virtue and spirits catalyze and training catalyze mm. that, True. you know? So so I, I don't care because I, I, I have met so many spirit workers and witches who had genuine initiates mm. of the mysteries. And, and that, and that's why I am always really passionate about that because, and the reason I went and sought out training from other people and, 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 and initiation into other traditions was simply because I was called. Mm. It wasn't because I felt I had to No, Like I was just like, I'm called to those to those spirits. Yeah. I'm called to those mysteries, and this is—it felt fateful.
0: And also, like you said, I was just thinking that like yeah. life or, or the spirits, the mm. spirit, put these people in yeah. in our lives. Yeah. This is also part of initiation. When those people arrive yeah. on your doorstep, or, or you you literally walk into them on the street, yeah. this is this is when it's introduced. And
1: sometimes it's uncanny, and sometimes oh. and sometimes one of your familiar spirits or ancestors is or gods right will be like, "Hello, this person. Yeah. hello, this person." And that has happened to me for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, absolutely, absolutely. Have you?
0: <laughs> well, I know, I know you have. But for people who might not have experienced that, can you describe what it's like when? You're contacted by or aware of spirit, like trying to to. So when you say you've you've got the call, mm. how or what would people not wishful thinking, but what could they see around them that could actually describe that
1: that a spirit was talking to them. Because it could, because as you know, it could be myriad things. Yeah. I think, okay, for me, like when I was first, like the the original, I guess the ones that woke me up and like shook me (laughs) and went, this is what you're doing. This is like where my grandmother, my Balinese grandmother, my dadong, who died when I was two, Mm -hmm. but who was talked about as living yep. uh, and who in in bali there's this thing called the day we're young and after certain ceremonies are done you become like elevated dead deified dead and certainly she wasn't is um so there was her who was coming to me mm. and then there was persephone and then there was another um and then there was another let's just yeah. say that and so those three all were the ones who shook me awake. Yeah. So I knew I was a witch when I was 11. Like I was like, that's what I am. I started insatiably, irrationally, just like witch, witch, witch. I'm a witch and wanting to make potions and cast spells. Like I, at, it was at age 11 that that all crystallized. Yeah. And then I was hunting it. Like I was st- stalking it and yeah. then it started to stalk me that's right,
0: I'm trying to get
1: <laughs> <at>. <laughs> and then you know and then people like i'd meet people like i'd be in a secondhand bookstore and i'd be like a fucking 12 or 13 year old just sitting there reading a book that i had no idea what it meant and someone would be like oh that's interesting and they'd start just to talk to me and they they would often be adults like people mm. who are um, either significantly older than me or in their 20s or 30s as as far as i could tell as a teenager they would just tell me things yeah i had this um This woman who professed to be a hereditary witch, um, and she and I, this was a very bizarre thing. She and I used to just talk on um, MSN Mm. because we had found each other in a forum and she was living in in New England. Mm. And then out of all the places she could have moved to in the world, she appeared suddenly in Toowoomba. What from New England. What? And she was raising her three sons. I will always remember that she was a redhead and she she was very interesting because the th- kind of things she was telling me were not the kinds of things I would read in the books on like Wicca, like Mm-mm. like books by um Dorian Valiente or um Patricia Crowther or the Faroz, like which I I read some of that when I was younger because I would read whatever. Um, She was saying other things. She was talking about trapping spirits in jars. She was talking about certain poisonous plants. She was talking about flying through the moon and that piqued my interest. I was like, I was like, what yeah and then she was saying oh yes there was a book passed in my family but it didn't have rituals like it had recipes and it had like how to how to quarter a, an animal and hang it up and like really just like useful, useful stuff, stuff. And, I was, and she was like and she was like that's what that's what's in the book that that i was passed mm. and i was like fascinating Love and that. then i kept meeting people like that yeah so i so i did meet some some traditional wiccans but i, I kept meeting meeting folkloric traditional witches as well and i started to realize as I, as I kind of got, like, you know, 14, 15, by, definitely by 16, I was like, oh, that's my witchcraft. That folky, dirty, mm. spirit, subbutic flight, ecstatic. Because that's what was happening to me. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's pretty hard to ignore when a goddess manifests herself in front of you in a kitchen. <laughs> Like, that was very hard to ignore. I can count on one hand the amount of times that I've perceived a deity manifest in that way. Mm. Like, I can feel them. I can sense them. I can talk to them. I I feel confident in those abilities. Um, I teach teach those skill sets, but, whoa, like, to see that, like, brings chills to me even now. Like, it was a life-changing experience to have... To be like a like a like a very kind like a witch trying to find their way, doing a full moon ritual in in you know in their mother's kitchen, calling for the moon goddess because I didn't know like I didn't know who this goddess was to come yeah. to me, come to me, and then to have the light like the moonlight form before my very eyes into the body of a woman. And I've written about this story multiple times, and I've mm. told this story several times. And to and to conge- like just my skin felt, like it really felt like my whole it really felt like like, like, the, like my skin fell off my body and just this fucking beautiful fucking luminous figure. And all that fell out of my mouth was Persephone. Like it, she didn't like, it wasn't like she communicated, but it just fell out of my mouth. And I just, and then, you know, in the ways and there she was. And then, you know, and then she took, took me two years, but two years later I dedicated myself to her, Mm. you know, and that's also initiation. Like I, I went, okay, lady, I agree. I am yours. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So that was by my sovereign will, Mm. you know, she was like, hi, you've belonged to me for lifetimes. <laughs> um, you know, you know, that's the, the, the flippant way of saying it, uh, it wasn't flippant at all. It was a very intense time. Um, and then, you know, two years later I agreed mm-hmm. and I, and I dedicated myself to her as her priest. And, um uh, and it's just, she's just, that's just true. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this, this, it doesn't have to happen this way. Like not every witch will have, like, a patron deity. Not every witch will have a fetch mate. Like,
0: and please don't, get, I mean... Yeah, it's different for get everyone. get away from that now.
1: It's different. I always try to make it really clear that it's different for everyone. Yes. Everyone's witchcraft will manifest distinctly, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes so distinctly that when you meet another person who's part of a tradition, for instance, and they're manifesting a very similar vibration to you, this, you're like, oh...
0: Oh hello. Maybe
1: I should learn from that, you yeah. know. So and that's and that's, and that's what happened. happened. To me. Yeah, and you that's know? what happens yeah. to me.
0: Yeah. Um, I think to be aware of people or messengers that are here in the physical. Mm. I think people forget sometimes that the gods cloak themselves. Oh, they totally do in in the guise of others. Right? It was one of the first things I was taught, and it, you pay attention to mm-hmm. that to that elderly man on the bus you you listen to that person that that you happen to run into like they're people are putting your way never turn away
1: a stranger never
0: we've all read that that fairy story
1: (laughs) especially if they turn up on your doorstep (laughs) with one eye and a lantern
0: (laughs) then you invite them in no
1: (laughs) you go who are you why are you here and then
0: you invite them in (laughs) your best milk out
1: so what about then um this is. I'm really enjoying this because I, I always get off in conversations about initiation because I'm so passionate about it. But like, what? Like, let's talk about the fact that there are unscrupulous individuals, mm-hmm. and there are cases where people will pretend to be something because they know it will get them points, like yeah. credits, street cred, and they aren't that thing, or they are because they could be, mm. and because there are there are convicted rapists and child molesters. Who, who, who have been and are in the pagan witchcraft communities? This is a fact.
0: Yeah,
1: Robin Fletcher is is is, is a notorious, well known one in Australia who professed to be um, uh, a Wiccan priest. And and like this is this is I am going to say this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, you know how some people go, oh, they're not a pagan, they're not a Muslim, they're not a Christian. I am like, well, actually, I th- uh, uh, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. We can't just be- pretend they're not. Yeah like we have to deal with it deal with the fact like you know just because someone professes pagan religiosity doesn't mean they're not a shithead yeah. <laughs> as we know yes. um however i will say this i find it hard to consider that they could be a witch be- because like 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 a like a, like a witch you know what i mean Mm-mm. because of the way we are it just... our powers would eat us up yeah that's the thing uh, uh, you know if if we it, you know so that
0: was a true
1: like if, if, you if you were not be able I, to I, that's that. what i'm saying but i guess what i'm also it, it, they could say you know they could maybe profess to practice witchcraft but but yeah so there are people and robin fletcher is one of is one is a notorious um uh rapist child molester um and he professed to be a Wiccan priest. And I, could, I don't know his lineage, but he certainly professed it. And he was running covens um, and, and seducing and saying he was a high priest and seducing um, young teenage girls and then coercing and forcing rights. And, and yeah, worship. because they would like, you of have course. to, you have to do it.
0: And I have to initiate you. And I have I'm to initiate you this a... way,
1: yeah. sexually. Yeah. And so that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually not true. And if you ever, anyone who's listening to this, like, if you ever meet anyone who says to you that you have to be initiated through sexual right in order to be a witch... Please. ...run and get the police.
0: Just <laughs> burn it all to the ground. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is actually incorrect. You do not have to do it. Never. If you mutually decide... Because there there can be beautiful sexual rights of initiation between peers and between people who mutually decide that it is correct. Mm. Between lovers, between partners, between married couples, Mm. between married triads, whatever. That can happen. I know it happens and it's beautiful when it's enthusiastically consented to. But you do not have to. It is not. It is not required. Mm. It is also not traditional, no. but it can be if it's if it's consensual and, and, and enthusiastic.
0: I think this is also, you know, um, a difficult spot when it comes to t- t- positive tantra work. There are, you know, we are by our very nature as as witches, sensitive, strong, impassioned beings, and we are, you know open we're sensitive to 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 each other and we want to trust we want to connect we're looking for that in a in a world that we don't see that in often Mm -hmm. it's it is a it is a bad it is a bad spot you can Mm. you can find yourself in or some people have found themselves in most definitely and been taken advantage of in that way
1: and especially if you mm. if you find out that magic is real all of a sudden and that yes. spirits are real and there's and some this and is. this this person who seems to be mediating that for you mm-hmm. or seems to help catalyze it in you yeah like that that's that's possible but you know what am i trying to say what are we trying to say it's um like Magic is 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 powerful and real, but part of magic is discipline and diligence and groundedness. Yes. Keep, and boundaries. Keep your wits about you. <laughs> keep your wits about you. Yeah,
0: be smart. That we do have moments of abandon, but there has to be moments of of being self-aware. Totally, and, and that's what you know.
1: Witchcraft is right. It's like so much. The prime sacrifice is awareness. Yes. Um. I f- like. There are some. Like, there are some. I think it's Isaac Bonowitz. Um. He created. Uh, he created like a, like a cult evaluation, um, oh, like, a, yes. like, like a, like a, like a, like, a checklist, su- like a, a checklist. Yeah. I know that some people, I know that some people use that, um, like- uh, that's one you could, you could Google that. You could research that. Um, my
0: rule is, you know, if anyone tells you that they can fix or solve All the your world's problems. problems. Yeah. Don't drink the fucking Kool Aid. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. Yeah. You know. The, I guess if someone, the also wisest is trying people in the world, you. will tell you that they don't know everything, yes. and yes. That, that you know, anyway.
1: And if they're trying to tell you that your version and that what you're perceiving is incorrect, is incorrect. Yeah, yeah. and I- and invalid.
0: That's that's it as well. Mm. That it's invalid
1: because people will try to um, create like a really good. Uh, abuser like a really kind of skilled abuser will use gaslighting try to like um and 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 coerce and emotionally manipulate you into a place where you feel like all you have is them in the world because you yourself um are crazy apparently and so they're your source to truth and then that's when they can start to physically and sexually abuse you yeah so that that is a thing that happens Mm. and that's – cult leaders do it all the time. Um, and certainly, unfortunately, it does exist within all forms of witchcraft and paganism. Yes. And we have to – and we have to be real about that and we have – Just as
0: it does in, in every oh, religion,
1: every Every religion, every, any- every organization. Humans get together. Every political group. <laughs> We're going
0: to fuck it up, right? Yeah.
1: And I think it's important <laughs> – I think it's important that we talk about it because, because, because otherwise – because we're we're real, like we're human, yeah. and um, um, it's unfortunate. You know, I remember you and I had that discussion once where we were like, "Oh yeah," and then we found out that oh, witches and up pagans can be assholes too.
0: Oh, it wasn't <laughs> oh, that a kicker? Fuck. That was fucked. <laughs> I,
1: I, I thought finally they thought really we'd found e- our evolved.
0: people, and everyone was going to take care of each other mm. and be nice and yeah, yeah, fuck.
1: I mean, the occult world <laughs> is one of the most fucking.
0: Catty prick, and
1: steady and yeah, I mean, it's fun when it's a little sassy. Oh, but it's we're all about that, yeah. But when it's like full on asshole land,
0: oh, there's, there's yeah,
1: <laughs> this has been good. I've look, I, I, I always like the other thing is that here's another, here's another tidbit. Um, <laughs> I am both a private mentor and and an initiator and teacher and and take zero money for for, for for those years of work that will bring more years of relationship because when I initiate someone I am saying I am now your family and mm. and we um, we need each other like we we are bound now yeah. that's what that's that's what it does yeah um, And so, you know, there are all these like I myself also teach publicly and so and and the the financial exchange is a part of that. But if you're but and if you're going through a lineage or a coven and um, they're asking you to pay Um, In witchcraft, I'm not talking about like African diasporic traditions because there's a whole, that's a whole different context Um, and they're asking you to pay for the training um, that will lead you to initiation um, that is a part of your initiation into this family. There's probably something iffy going on because usually it's more just reciprocal. Yeah. um, there can be arrangements where um, someone is like helping you, helping the teacher to garden, because there are a lot of a lot of elders who still teach are are can't move ar- that you know their mobility that is, is
0: actually part of the initiative. Yeah, process. Their
1: mobility it? is yeah. like inhibited, and so cooking and cleaning around the house, just things you would do for a friend exactly. who might be like can't has accessibility needs. Yeah, and so sometimes there's that. Sometimes you will bring it, food. Work it off. Yeah, cook. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you'll sometimes you'll make dinner. I, I've done this countless times. Many of my students have done it for me. There's it, there's give and take. There's mm. sacred there's sacred reciprocity. Yes. So that's a part of it. But if you're if you're finding that someone is saying to you, "Oh, yes, I'll initiate you," and it's going to um, cost, you, gonna cost you all of this all of this money. Again, that's probably um, unscrupulous. Yep. And again, most most witchcraft traditions that I know of that have that you know private initiatory um lineage or like uh rites of passage they just do not require money to be exchanged no. there may be if, if if an initiator has to fly somewhere there may be helping them with that um, or,
0: or where they're going to stay or where when they're, they're going to stay exactly
1: yep. exactly like it if i should ever have be any reasonable and it exactly. should be worked it should it, it, sh- it, sh- it should make Common sense. Yeah, it should just be sensible. Apparently, it people should feel right and feel that. good.
0: Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is all about relationship. It's yep. about creating actual intimacy. Mm. That's what initiation is meant to do. It's it's meant to create intimacy. Yeah,
0: and respect for one another. Because it, if it's a one-way street and mm-hmm. it, and it's just adoration and yep. and you know love and everything going one way, yes, um, yeah, get out. But I don't want to, you know. There are incredible experiences, incredible people.
1: Some and then there's the whole thing, you know, like where we where we learn from our mistakes.
0: Yeah, and that's <laughs> gotta happen too.
1: And that doesn't that doesn't that's not to say that the people who fucked us over that that we have to like be like, oh, that was all meant to be. But I do think we can harvest insight. Absolutely. We can choose to be like, what am I what am I learning from what happened just then?
0: <laughs>
1: hmm. I love it, love it. It's it's you know, obviously this is this is this has only been uh, thus far fifty six minutes of this, but this <laughs> this conversation is is a is a is a hot topic. I think too, as conversation it's
0: going to continue to <laughs> yeah. um, grow mm-hmm. here in in, in Australia, mm-hmm. especially. We were speaking about it before we came on that it's it's um, it's definitely heading in in that direction. There's going to be a lot more classes offered. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot more um, circles opening. Mm-hmm. There's going to be wonderful teaching and sharing. There's also going to be pitfalls to mm-hmm. that and and more teachable and learning mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's an exciting time. Just take care of each other. Yeah, be fucking good take to each other for fuck's
1: sake. Other and be respectful. Be
0: excellent to one another.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah, I I, I love I love the word excellent. <laughs> I do. It's sexy. Excellent. Excellence. Excellent. 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 Um, because, yeah, blah, I could... Anyway, that's a whole other, <laughs> other conversation. Thank you so much for listening to our prattle and our passion.
0: We hope it's helped in some way. Yeah. Maybe it's reminded you about some initiations that you have ongoing mm-hmm. and taking you back to wonderful initiations you've been through in the past. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to this world, maybe it's given you a little taster of things to... Expect or look mm-hmm. forward to or to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any comments or questions, I don't know, make sure you find us online. Come and find us on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, we have a
1: Facebook page. Um, we, we have also the an an- email. Yes, we do. Podcast at gmail.com. Gmail? And we still do not have an Instagram because no. Brody and I just suck at that.
0: I also <laughs> don't have a phone this week. <laughs> I have Wi Fi at home. Yeah, I swear yeah. I'm not a complete idiot yeah
1: we need we need we need help we really um, need help <laughs> much love Mwah.
0: love you guys bye we lay upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky without the dark clouds falling and omen moment i version i'm with thunder rolling I how conceited the storm we're Sky. this has been the antipodean arts podcast music by wendy rule the song is wolf sky